Welcome to the Becoming Her podcast, where we learn to become healthy, enthusiastic, and resilient young women. Healthy defined as being prosperous and flourishing physically, mentally, and emotionally. Enthusiastic being defined as having zeal or fervor for your present and your future. And resilience being defined as having the ability to bounce back from trauma stronger than you were before. So if you are seeking personal growth in these areas, stay tuned for some helpful tips. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Becoming Her podcast. We hope you've had a great week, and we're excited to share today's topic with you. Um, So, Naishia, we have a special guest today. Would you like to introduce our guest for us? Yes, we can. Again, (laughs) thanks for tuning in. I do hope you guys had a great week. I had a good week. Destiny, I think you had a good week. Um, (laughs) It's been a crazy week, I will I will say, especially this week, guys, the craziest thing politically happened with that gold statue. Like, I'm not going to touch it, but like, I'm going to touch that. I'm just going to leave that there. <laughs> leave it there. Want to know? <laughs> <laughs> we should do a conversation on that. We should. We should. But without getting into that, we'll save that for a later day. I do want to introduce our very special guest, Sierra. Uh, we were actually um, got a chance to be guest on her podcast a couple weeks ago um, and where we talked about the four love languages. And now she is back helping us out. We are so grateful that she got to join us. And yes, you want to go ahead and introduce yourself in your podcast? Yes. Hi to both of you. And thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Um, I'm really excited and I've really been enjoying the series that you guys have been doing. So I'm excited to be a part of it. But yes, my name is Sierra Lyons. I am 21 years old. I am a senior in college, very ready to graduate. Um, And I'm a journalist. And I am the host of Sit Still with Sierra, which is a podcast that's dedicated to helping listeners become more introspective, self-aware versions of themselves. So I offer, you know, personal anecdotes and I'm really big on different personality tests and things like that. Um, and I'm all, I skew my opinion through the lens of my relationship with God. So again, yeah, I'm very excited to be a part of your podcast and to support you ladies. having us everyone listening if you have not already we do promote um sierra's podcast pretty heavy on becoming her pods instagram so if you haven't already followed her take a moment today and follow her podcast subscribe leave her a nice review on um, apple Podcasts, and just be sure to check out what she's doing but we're very excited to have her here as a guest Yes, yes, we are really excited about that. Um, So yes, without further ado, we can just go ahead and hop into the topic. So today we're just discussing the third part of our series that we were doing on beauty. So we started off defining beauty and what that meant to us prospectively, because I think it means something different for different people. And the way you define that is just based on your own circumstances. And then we got to talking about inner beauty and the importance of that. Um, but also just the importance of not comparing the two too heavily and emphasizing one or the or over the other because that can really cause some problems. And so now, so excited, we all get to take a look because we are we are all three beautiful black women, and we get to talk about uh, beauty defined from the perspective of a black woman. Uh, so yes, yeah, Sierra, do you want to start off 
uh, talking about your experience being uh, a Black woman and what beauty has meant to you um, and kind of how your perspective has been shaped. Absolutely. Um, I really, again, like I'm really excited that this is the topic that I'm um, on the podcast for because I think this is really important. And I've been very um, vulnerable and open, especially the past year with kind of just being honest about my self-esteem and body image journey. Um, and I think that a big part of it is being a black woman, obviously, um, you know, we are, you know, we're at saturated in Western culture. And so a lot of the times our beauty standards versus our society's beauty standards are very different. And I found that a lot of times um, moments where I don't feel beautiful, it can be due to the fact that I'm comparing myself to this Westernized um, viewpoint of what beauty is. But even bigger than that, I have found um, within the black community, we have our own set of standards as well. And so um, I think part of my struggle has been not being, I guess, the quote unquote, uh, stereotypical um, black woman, like, you know, there are more curvaceous features of a black woman or fuller lips or um, just, you know, certain features about black women that, you know, quote unquote, make us black women. But um, growing up and like my whole life, pretty much, I have not been the most curvaceous person, or I haven't fit into all of the, I guess, um, stereotypes of what a black woman should look like. And so part of my journey has just been figuring out um, how to break out of those boxes of both what Western culture and within the black community, what they tell us we should look like and really working to just accept the way that I look and accepting the fact that genetics plays such a huge part in you know, how you look as a human being and letting that more so be the defining, be the way that I define my beauty is you know based on the attributes that I inherited from my mom and dad and from, you know, other ancestors. And so that has been the focus for me um, and sort of the challenge, but I'm very, very grateful to be a black woman. I wouldn't want it any other way. And I'm very grateful. Although the journey can sometimes be a little bit difficult. Again, I wouldn't have it any other way. Yes, I absolutely love that. And I especially love you bringing up the point of the black community having their own special standards because I think a lot of the times whenever the topic of beauty were first like coming out so like there was this whole natural movement of black beauty that happened probably about like five or ten years ago that just really broke away from the standardized westernized uh, standards of beauty and I think that was so awesome because now we have women rocking all sorts of natural hair and like just embracing themselves embracing how God made them but I think now the biggest issue is okay we've broken away from that but now we're only letting like one percent of what black beauty means define who we are and what black beauty is um it's always big butts and big boobs and small waists and beautiful, quote unquote, to what the world society defines as beautiful, 3C hair, and you don't see anything outside of that. And it's either really, really light skin, perfect light skin, or it's really, really dark skin that's also perfect. And you don't see anything other than that. And I think that was that's also my biggest struggle. So I really like that you, you pointed that out because um, I don't look like that. <laughs> I don't have that type of hair. I don't have that type of skin and I don't have that type of body. And I grew up like my dad would always say, oh, just focus. Don't focus on Western beauty, blah, blah, blah. 
But I'm like, really, realistically, that standard of beauty matches who I am more than the beauty that is defined in the Black community, because I'm not, I'm not shaped like that. And I don't look like that. And that was my biggest struggle. But I really like also what you said about just being honest with your self-esteem steams here. And that's like advice that I have to take for myself um, because I'm always just like, yeah, I love myself. And then I just sit in my room and listen to music and watch movies about women who don't look like me. And I'm like, oh, well, oh, if only, if only. And I think that, yeah, it's a really, I need to take a really hard look at my own self-esteem and um, start basing that based off of, you know, what I was given and what God gave me and what my parents gave me and just accept that. What about you, Destiny? <laughs> How has your experience been? Um, well, first of all, I'm really very grateful for Sierra's perspective on what she said. Honestly, what both of you said, because I've, I've never really been in a space where I can relate so heavy to not being these stereotypical Black women. You know, as you said, um, not being extremely curvaceous, not being um, I don't know, other, other standards, just growing up, I was in, um, a predominantly white, uh, school, white environment, like most of us are, or most of us have been, and just feeling very, I don't know, I think it was maybe around seventh grade, I really started to compare myself super heavy, um, just like, whoa, it was just bad, <laughs> it was just, everything was just not wanting to accept how I was created, um, so, I'm still in predominantly white spaces, um, but I'm grateful for that experience because I've learned how to kind of navigate it. You know, you're, I don't look like a lot of people around me. I don't, I don't look like anybody around me. And so that forces you to kind of be like, okay, I, I'm not gonna be able to look like them. So what is unique about me? You know, what's, what's special about me? Let me cultivate who I am instead of trying to fit into someone else's mold. Um, so that's been a journey for me, um, hair is a, I don't think we have enough time to talk about the hair journey. Uh, there's not, <laughs> that's a whole nother separate episode. So we'll deal with that sometime in the future. But that was a, that's just something that as black women we all struggle with is, you know, if it's natural, wait, does it look okay? I wanna make sure it doesn't look nappy. If it's straight, do I look like I'm trying to be white or be another race or something? Um, so I think it just boils down to you have to just accept who you are. You have to look in the mirror. You have to say, this is me. <laughs> you know, this is, I'm not trying to fit someone else's mold. This is who God created me to be. And that's, that's where I'm at in my journey. So that's been my experience. Nishia, I would like to hear your experience of um, beauty from your perspective. Yeah, well, like I said, my, I, I like my, my beauty, like I said before, is just like really the same. Um, is just not being that ideal person or ideal person that society gives us. But I think it's really important to say, I've just been like listening to what we're saying, important disclosure. By no means am I, or I think any of us are saying that if you do have that curvaceous body and that thin waist, live your life, like props to you. Because like I said, all beauty is beautiful. And so if you fit in that standards, don't feel bad about that. Because I think we get to a point where we start in order to bring up something else, we try to put down other things. And I think that is the biggest problem in our society with defining beauty. And that's how it is for all races, because even though like this podcast, and even though this specific episode is specifically geared towards 
beauty from the black perspective. I think it's also important to just notate that. I mean, honestly, I feel like this is a problem for all different races, whether you're black or you're white or you're Hispanic or you're Native American, like really all all, um, social groups and racial groups, they have their different perspectives of beauty and they only show like one type. And usually that type is something that not all, actually most of the people in that group, they don't fit it. And so I think it's really important to say, but if you do live your life, live that out because that's how God created you. And don't let anyone who doesn't look like that or doesn't act like that feel bad. Uh, Don't make them, don't let them make you feel bad about uh, how you were created. But um, yeah, it's just a really interesting thing to think about that why, why we have, why we only offer this one perspective of beauty and how nothing else is like let in to try and, you know, define humanity because we're all made differently. I mean, if, if we all look the same, that would be so boring, wouldn't it? So, um, Sierra, like what, what do you think? Like, why do you think that society only offers like one standard of beauty, especially within the black community? Um, I think there's a number of reasons, but I think at the root of it all, just in my opinion, I feel like this is, um, this is just like part of who we are as humans, like innately, like there's always this either or logical fallacy in our mind where it's like, you either look like this or you look like this and there's no in between. Um, and there's always the, just this way that we, um, put our insecurities onto other people. And so I think on a wide scale, that's what society has done. So if someone is insecure about their hair, they'll be like, well, this is how everyone should look like. We make these generalizations or we make these very broad statements about what all people or what um, all types of people should look like, which like you, you both mentioned before, like that's just not realistic. There are so many variations, even within Um, very specific communities of just how people look like you're mentioning if you don't have 3c hair like I have 4c hair um, and I may not be like the perfect shade or whatever may have you or my body shape may may not be the um, whatever is currently trending but what I have to remember with society is that trends come and go and so if you're going to constantly change yourself to keep up with whatever is trending you're going to be changing yourself a lot um And I think the danger in that is that sometimes people make very um, permanent or very long-term treatments or procedures or surgeries to their body because they want to fit whatever is currently trending. But the reality is that five years, 10 years from now, maybe even two years from now, that could change. Like, I know it's currently trending to wear your hair in a middle part instead of a side part or not to wear skinny jeans anymore. And so it just goes to show that trends first they come in cycles and so you may not look like what is currently trending but cycles come and go or trends come in cycles and so give it some time and you will be you know what's trending in a couple years but it's important not to base how you want to look or how you hope to look based off of what society says because it is going to change um inevitably but I can't really speak to one one big reason as to why society does that um, but I think it does come down to the fact that people are insecure and so they put their insecurities on others. I definitely agree with what Sierra said about uh, pushing your insecurities on others. It just goes to point out with, um, like you said, comparison. It's just something we all, we all honestly do it. Well, like we said in the last episode, well, I don't look like her, but at least I'm this, you know? 
And so it's just good to come to that place where we don't compare, you know, where we really accept um, who we are and how we look and how God has created us. So I wanted to ask both of you and either one of you could start first. What are some steps you think that young women can take? Um, the, like you said, the, like you said earlier, Nishia, this podcast is specifically from the young black woman's perspective, but this applies to all races, all um, you could even apply it to men as well. Um, so what are some steps, um, either Nishia or Sierra, either one of you can go first, that you think we can take to kind of heal this pain, heal this, uh, this need for comparison? So either one of you can go first. Um, I think um, for, for me, how we can heal from this, how we can move past it is just stop being perpetrators of it. <laughs> stop feeding into it. Because if you stop feeding into it, then it'll die out. And then you'll just be living your life as normal. Um, so I think it's really important. So I think it's really important to get the message out to, hey, maybe let's not make movies and books and music that only define one type one standard of beauty? How about we stop using the same two people to <laughs> portray the role of every single Black person out there created and no shade to any actors, actresses, anything. But I do think it's something that our directors should look at uh, um, in society because that is what you're showing to young children. And young children grow up to be older people who now have a warped sense of beauty because all they saw on TV was someone who didn't look like them, which meant, oh, I have to look like that. Um, <laughs> I think that's a, a, it's a really important thing to do. So I think it's important also to um, just try and uh, look at yourself and try to shape your style and your sense of beauty um, off of you and no one else. Um, because like Sierra said, like trends, they come and they go. Like I was in Target the other day and um, they were like, there was like um, these, paper bag jeans I don't know if you guys know what they are but they're really like poofy I I just bought them I will be honest I did just buy them but she was just talking she was like it was a lady and her daughter and she was like wow these are coming back like they were there I think she said either in like the 80s I think or 90s and she's like they are making a comeback and it's exactly right like what's in style now will not be in style in a few years and that goes for beauty as well I mean Thankfully, there's a whole movement now that's focusing on different body shapes other than a size double zero, which is so awesome to see because up until now, that's all that society has given to us. So I think just being so much more inclusive in our mindset and also focusing um, on defining beauty for you first before you go out to the perspective and the viewpoints and the opinions of society and not letting that be something that um, substantially defines who you are. I think those would be really good ways to kind of move past that that dangerous cycle of uh, getting your beauty from um, one percent of the population. Yeah, I definitely agree with everything you said, Nishia. Um, I think that culture definitely plays a huge part um, in how we view ourselves, and so I'm hoping that culture continues to shift to be more inclusive. Um, I already see, but you know, the thing is that at the end of the day, as Christians, we are in the world still. And so the world, unfortunately, is still not necessarily coming from the same mindset as we are as Christians. And so I'm currently reading a book by Beth Moore, who's, you know, a, a Christian figure. 
and she um the book is called so long insecurity you've been a bad friend to us and i've been really diving deep into this book and i've really been like examining myself and so i think the biggest tip that i could give is to get to the root of your insecurity or get to the root of what it is that's really causing you to not like your hair or not like your skin or not like your body shape because i think that yeah you can be you can have low self esteem um, about your body, but I think that's not really the root of it all. I think that's just, unfortunately, that's a side effect of what is the bigger issue. And so through reading this book, I've really been like, it's very deep. And so I do encourage you to read it, but also it doesn't cover a lot um, about yourself. And so if you want to dig deep and like get to all the ugly parts of yourself and like really, really examine why it is that you struggle with insecurity, um, then I definitely recommend this book, but a big takeaway that I've gotten from it and I'm almost done with it, but the biggest takeaway so far has been that, you know, having uh, a negative outlook on how you look as a human being isn't really what insecurity is really about because you can be insecure about a number of things. Um, more so, it's about not being secure um, with your relationship with God and not trusting how he made you or who he made you to be. That's really what it is. And so, um, yeah, you can be like, oh, I hate the way my hair looks. But at the end of the day, insecurity is so much bigger than that. Um, and it's, you know, it's that fear of not being secure in how God made you. It's not being secure in your relationship with him. And so, like I said, it dives a lot deeper than just outward appearance. And so I, I don't think that there's ever going to be necessarily a finish line to the whole self-esteem journey. I think that it's an ongoing process. Because I think that as you get older and as you go into new phases of your life, there's there's going to be something new about that phase of your life that you should be, quote unquote, insecure about. Um, there's going to always be something. But I think that the journey itself is to get to a place that even when you wake up some days and don't feel as pretty um, when you look in the mirror, um, your relationship or your trust with God doesn't waver because of that temporary feeling. And so I, I think that'd be my biggest tip is to get to the root issue of why it is that you are struggling with it. Because I think that culture is being a, more progressive and being acceptive of bodies. But I think that culture is still missing the point. Um, for instance, and I'll try and like make this really brief, like for instance, the body positivity movement being more inclusive of plus size people. I feel like that already has been perverted to where um, they are only accepting of a very specific plus size looking person. So if, if your fat is not distributed to the places like you mentioned earlier, like if you don't have a big butt or nice boobs or whatever it may be, then they're still not very accepting of you. Like if you have a big stomach or you have big arms and you qualify as a plus size person, they're still not very accepting. And so I think it's important as Christians, especially not to base our value based off of culture because culture changes, but God doesn't. And so having your being rooted in what God says will always be the better option because it's not, it's never going to change. So yeah, that's my tip. I definitely agree with that, Sierra. And those are some excellent points that you made there. Um, I never even thought about what you said about body positivity and everything. And that's just something I think we all should be very sensitive to, you know, like I said, we're not all created the same. Um, but every shape is beautiful. Every skin tone is beautiful. Every, you know, every, <laughs> everyone is beautiful in their own unique way. And that's just something that we all should take away um, from what you've said is just to get to the root of our insecurity and not just say, oh, well, this product will fix it. You know, if I, if I dye my hair, it'll fix it. If I do the big chop, it'll fix it. <laughs> you know, just do what is specific to you and embrace your own 
um, unique form of beauty. So Naishia, did you have any closing remarks you'd like to give to our listeners? Uh, no, I, I did just want to re-emphasize here. Literally the quote for this podcast is literally going to be culture changes. God does it like put that on a t-shirt, please. I'm I so serious. <laughs> I, yeah, that, that was really awesome. So that honestly, just that, I think just emphasizing, yes, you made such a good point on, you know, God's consistency and his love. And I think not questioning the creator, like living how he created us, not questioning why. Um, I think that's so important. And just knowing that, you know, he made all these tiny little decisions um, down to the number of little hair follicles on our head for a reason. And we just have to trust the process, even though we don't always like see his will or know his will. I think it's really important to just trust that process. So, yes, say it, say it, say it again. Uh, culture change, culture changes, but God doesn't. And I think that's really important. And I think that's really just a really good way to wrap up, you know, the discussion on beauty from a young black woman's perspective, because it is so often changing for us. Um, I think basing it in something consistent and following that instead of society is a really good way to um, look at that and proceed uh, forward. All right. Well, that's um, that's the end of our discussion for this episode. Sierra, if you could give the listeners a little bit more information on your podcast, how they can reach out to you or how they can just join and be a part of what you're doing. Absolutely. Um, you can follow um, the social media pages for Facebook and Instagram. They're both at Sid Still with Sierra, S-I-E-R-R-A. And we are available on all podcast streaming platforms, but primarily on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And we are a bi-monthly podcast, so every um, every other week. Well, that's great. Be sure to follow her podcast and subscribe and share. Again, leave her a nice review because what she's doing is really phenomenal. She's creating great discussions. So that's all for today. Um, and we just want to encourage you guys to share this podcast with your friends and to DM us with any comments you may have. Again, keep those DMs respectful. <laughs> Very. Um, <laughs> we're here for a good, positive, wholesome discussion. And we have enjoyed having this discussion with you guys and look forward to seeing you all next time. Have a good one, yes, guys. Yes, you too. Bye-bye. <laughs>